0: Yes, it's the cold open. Yes, it's me riding solo, Dylan Corbett. But that's because I've got a jam-packed Corbett's Corner for you. Apologize for taking the weekend off. Again, was watching McGregor on Saturday, the entire fight card. And a Sunday, uh, NFL Championship Sunday. You're not going to take a day off here. It's a weekend. Uh, I'm still posting my plays. I'm on a heater. But uh, lots to discuss. So jam-packed once again. Um, let's start in a little bit different of a spot. I want to start with UFC again. This is kind of you know already news past, but I heard an interesting angle today that I want to bring to the attention of you, the listener. Uh, so McGregor poirier recap again, a little bit hazy on Saturday. Your boy was dipping into the uh, Bush lattes. Uh, A little bit Saturday day drinking, but uh, I vividly remember just kind of dead fish falling to the floor in my living room as the watch party I was uh, hosting uh, was all just mouth agape in awe as... We all just collectively went, what the hell just happened? Uh, As Poirier, who was absolutely making uh, just an exceptional game plan, attacking the legs of Conor McGregor, which you saw him limping, uh, using the crutch, his leg, he quoted himself uh, as saying it was dead. Poirier attacked the leg and then just blitzed him in the second round, and it was just crazy. What also is crazy is the McGregor phenomenon, right? A guy who hasn't fought in a couple of years, but he's priced three to one as a favorite because, one, not only beat Poirier um, straight up, you know, a couple of years ago when they fought before, you know, as McGregor's hype train was going on. Um, but, you know, it's going to set up the trilogy, Poirier-McGregor too. McGregor's just, you know, he's a guy that built himself up with the, the fan base by being loud, by being this guy. Um, and that's why he's always the draw. So I don't really understand. Again, Khabib is already saying, "Habib, sorry, already coming out saying that nobody in this class is worth him fighting." And I agree with him. He's twenty nine and zero, and he hasn't even broken a sweat basically in a fight. He is pound for pound the best. Like I'd love to see Habib against John Jones. I don't know how we'd possibly make that work because uh, the total discrepancy there in weight. But those are the two guys at the top. McGregor will never get there, right? He He's had a nice go. He's a showman. He's one of the greatest in terms of showman UFC uh, in history. But, again, he just got completely overmatched by Poirier. So excited to see what Poirier's got next. Again, I don't know how Diaz is still floating his name out there. That's another guy who is just basically a name, basically based on his mouth. Uh, washed-up fighter. So I don't know. That's I would rather see McGregor Poirier 3 than I would Poirier take on um, Diaz. Uh, and I think Habib's just out of the picture. Okay, here's what's so interesting. So in case you guys have noticed... UFC started as—think about it, too. We love boxing, but UFC is a little bit more bloodier, a little bit more, okay, uh, jiu-jitsu and just straight-up fighting, right? You've seen street fighters make it, Kimbo Slice, Jorge Masvidal, in this sport. It's a little bit of a blood sport. I love it. You know, it's like the days uh, what people did for fun back in Rome, gladiators, right? This is, of course, not a fight to the death, but it's pretty much fighting until the next guy's unconscious, right? All of a sudden, the Walt Disney Company sees how valuable this sport is. And Walt Disney, Mickey Mouse getting into bed with NFL and concussions, that was a little bit cloud of judgment because you got ESPN, supposedly a journalistic uh, company, right? They're covering the sport from all angles, and that means you've got to do your due justice on, hey, is football killing these guys? And now, at least we've created the awareness to where we're getting the technology, we're putting in rules to make it safer for these people to play. But, you know, do some digging around yourself about how Clinton Portis is doing nowadays. Like... Uh, you know these guys that basically broke their bodies in the NFL for money, maybe didn't know how to handle that money, and maybe aren't in a great place now, and now have to deal with yes CTE, which is an issue, especially with the hard hitting times of the NFL. You know, so it was a gray area for here's ESPN, here's the NFL. The ESPN makes a lot of money off the NFL and co. You know the the other way as well for the NFL, but the NFL's got other suitors. Okay, so ESPN can't exactly be like, hey. Hey, uh we're we're going to promote this Will Smith concussion movie. We're going to do some reporting on why concussions might be affecting uh in this sport but the NFL's going no 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 no. We're the money here. You got to keep quiet. So ESPN kind of did keep quiet, right? You you saw that uh, kind of dissipate, kind of go away. We don't hear too much about uh concussions anymore even though we see Mason Rudolph kind of seizing on the ground. We've got Patrick Mahomes uh, kind of being rushed through pr- protocol, whatever, maybe that doesn't make a difference. He looked great. But again, it's just all little kind of interesting to think about. And I'm not here to go boring on you for, uh, you know, oh journalism, we need to get to the truth. But here's something that is crazy. So they get into bed with the UFC um UFC's got some guys right they don't have to be your heroes I mean Greg Hardy we're cheering on even though he's a domestic abuser that guy's a scumbag but it's like oh he's just fighting we know he's a terrible guy He just should fight the other guy it's a little bit kind of judgment now again I'm not telling you how you should feel I'm just laying out uh kind of the conundrum of being a fan of the UFC and again I'm culprit I love the UFC but I'm trying to uh illustrate the kind of uh I'm losing the word here that I'm thinking of the two-way street that we're dealing with here and being fans of the NFL and the UFC. And again, not telling you how to feel in any way, just laying out uh, the story for you. Conor McGregor's rape allegation, did you see about this? No, you didn't because ESPN didn't even mention it. And in fact, ESPN in their quote-unquote reporting said it was an accusation involving personal injury. What? Personal injury? Uh, that's a bad look. And now it's an allegation. So this is a rape allegation against McGregor in Ireland uh, back in 2018. ESPN didn't even touch on it because why? They're they're saying it's a personal injury, quote-unquote, and then they're dipping to a commercial, which is Conor McGregor himself promoting his whiskey, and then there's a promo bringing it back to ESPN in which they're promoting McGregor-Portier too. The money is there, and ESPN can't get in the way of their partners. You're seeing this. You're seeing Dana White go on Stephen A's world, giving the power to Dana White, giving the power to these guys. The UFC is uh, the money. There's the money. There's so many of you, me included, bought the fight. I will continue to buy fights, Uh, but ESPN will, you know, be a little bit hindering the journalism behind it they're not going to report on McGregor being accused of rape which if you read the details and I encourage you to do so this is sketchy stuff right I I think I, I again you know you can hate me on this I don't think I'm going to look at McGregor the same way not because again it's an allegation and you can believe what you want there are people that do make allegations that are false this is the third time a woman has accused Conor McGregor before it was him showing her his private parts unsolicited to a woman, there was another rape allegation. And now this is the third. That's a little bit strange to me, right? And again, I'm not telling you how to feel. I'm just telling you, I think the evidence is beginning to mounting to where maybe McGregor's not this great guy. Maybe we shouldn't be building him up As this hero, as this, again, don't ever meet your heroes. It's the thing. And what you do, it's a fight sport. There's going to be fighters. There's going to be bad guys in this sport. But I just thought it was kind of uh, shameful how ESPN just blew right through. Uh, They were blinded by the dollars and wouldn't even mention leading up to, obviously, the big fight that this is the third woman coming out, uh, accusing McGregor of just irreparable behavior, really. And again, we'll let the courts, he was arrested, uh, I believe, detained and then let go for investigation. But read the details. It's kind of sketchy. And then, of course, McGregor gets his ass whooped by Poirier. Uh, We'll see what comes back in the fight world. I was looking, again, the next UFC main title fights coming up are going to be awesome. I'm trying to see what's coming up. I believe we've got a fight night here on a Saturday. Oh, okay, it's going to be Alistair Overeem against Alexander Volkov. This is going to be an epic fight. Looks like it's going to be two weeks from now, so it's going to be preceding uh, Super Bowl Sunday. So no UFC uh, this weekend. But again, the big matchup, McGregor falls to Poirier by knockout in the second round. And how about Michael Chandler? I told you to take him. God, I had a killer UFC day. I made an absolute killing on the bets. Uh, Chandler took out Hooker in round one. We'll see how he kind of takes on the light heavyweight uh, class. No one really wants to fight him right now. So it'll be interesting to see who is going to be his next opponent. Keep an eye on Michael Chandler. Keep an eye on Conor McGregor and what's next for uh, Poirier as well. Okay, enough serious talk. Let's get to the NFL. Dear fucking God. Dear God. How did he do it? How did he do it again? Tom Brady. How is this possible? I swear he's on HDH. I just don't want to be throwing that around. But guys, he's 43. You've got Tom Brady throwing three touchdowns in the NFC championship now as a 43-year-old. Meanwhile, Ryan Leaf, similarly, who was playing college football on the same sideline, on the same field as that 43-year-old Tom Brady, now Ryan Leaf is hurting his back gardening. Something's going on here. This is not how 43-year-olds age, uh, especially in that sport. But Tom Brady, you can't deny the greatness. He's done it with every, He's done it with two teams. Now he's back in the Super Bowl. He's making Belichick look like a clown. Uh, I think the Chiefs are going to win. We'll get to that here. But let's first recap the weekend. I told you this Bucks defense is good. Yeah, Rodgers. I know he came on late, but look at how they pressured Rodgers. They pressured him early on, and I think that got to Rodgers to where you saw the lane he had. Uh, where he could have run it in for a touchdown, maybe 12 yards out. Instead, they ended up uh, give, giving uh, kicking the field goal, right? Uh, what do you make of that? I actually thought, I'm the contrarian here, I thought that was the right move. I thought the field goal was the right play. Now, we were like, oh, Rogers Dylan, you're stupid, you're a nerd, you're an analytics guy. You had three timeouts. You had um let's see here you had the three timeouts you're down eight so I kick the field goal you're down five you just gotta get a stop you gotta get a stop now I know here's where the issue is your defense was terrible uh, all game as I knew as I said you were you don't have a good defense so you had to trust your defense there I thought because you had the two minute warning with the three timeouts you Kick the field goal and pray your defense can get a stop and step up in that spot in, on your home field. But again, you're going up against the GOAT, Tom Brady. That's his specialty. So it was tough decision. I thought go for the field goal. Maybe that was wrong. But what was the other? Hope you get a touchdown from 12 yards out on 4th and 12 and then what hope you get the two-point conversion that's a lot of hopes I thought you could have had your more of a hope would just be getting a three and out because the bucks were going to run it they were going to run it you got to get Fournette. you can't allow them to get the four yards because then when you get third and short they're going to draw something up for you you had to get him behind the line of scrimmage there and it's just not a good defense so LaFleur he's going to be questioned all week Rodgers he's going to you know do the whole superstar oh I'm Rodgers I'm Rodgers even though I'm now 0-4 in my last four title games it's all because my coach won't let me do a fourth and twelve. I didn't think Rodgers was great. I thought Rodgers, and again, it's because the Packers don't give him anything. It's because the Packers make him throw to St. Brown, where he drops a wide-open touchdown off his hands, uh, where you have to throw to an Allen Lazard. Uh, and then instead of giving you a wide receiver in the first round, you get uh, Jordan Love, your replacement. Remember, it took Brett Favre making a stink of after a couple of years after they drafted Rodgers as his replacement before he left for Minnesota and then the Jets. Uh, you're seeing Rodgers already make those stinks, those stink faces. Hey, what's going on? I, my future's a beautiful mystery. I don't even know what the future holds. He's under contract for another three years, but I wouldn't be shocked to see him in a different jersey. I don't know. I, again, we'll see, but I think that's just the path. You're seeing it in the quotes. Um it's it's going to be interesting to see how Aaron Rodgers' career ends up. Um, so the Packers go down to the Bucks. Tom Brady in an unbelievable tenth Super Bowl, he's six and three all time, and they're surprisingly a dog against the Chiefs. We'll talk about the Chiefs dismantling of the Bills right now. Again, this one is easy. I I said this time last year after the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, they're going to repeat. They're, I know how hard it is. This is the team that can do it. Now Brady's standing in his way, and that's going to be tough. So I kind of sat out the games. I've told you. Uh, I tweeted this out too. I had futures on Green Bay and the Chiefs. I think I ended up losing money because the Chiefs, uh, excuse me, the Packers lost. So that took out my NFC and Super Bowl bet on them. Uh, I did hedge with Tampa Bay money line, so I got them at 160, so I made kind of a bit back. But uh, now I'm kind of waiting for the Chiefs to, you know, take home this Super Bowl bet that I've got them plus 330. So I took great. The Bucks are a dog. Okay, I hedged out with their money line again. We'll see what happens. But let's let's break this down. The Chiefs were to play, cash them AFC plus 170 champs. Thank you very much. Um, Let's let's break down the Super Bowl again. Not much there. The Chiefs were down early, but. Their offense, they don't have a great defense. They played well last night, surprisingly. But again, their greatest defense is their offense. Now, what do I mean by that? I'll explain. I'm not a you know crank. Um, here's what they need for the Super Bowl. Here's how the Buccaneers are going to win. And they have the best defense by far. They have the best defense in the NFL. Them, the Rams, Steelers are the best defense left. Uh, and they showed you why they're a great defense, pressuring Rodgers and uh, ending up getting it. Brady had three picks. Brady had three picks. It was the defense that won that game, I believe, for the Bucs. So I think it's going to be the defense, again, that will be the X factor if they are going to win this game. And here's why. They need turnovers. Patrick Mahomes has not turned the ball over. When he does, I mean, it's kind of shocking. Brady can't afford another three turnovers on himself. That's what's crazy is that Brady won, and it looked like they controlled that game pretty from wire to wire, and he did it with three picks on the road at Lambeau. That's crazy to me. Again, you can't do that again against the Chiefs. Now, much like the Packers, the Chiefs don't have a defense. Now, I I said this last year, the Chiefs didn't have a defense and it didn't matter because you had Mahomes and they beat the 49ers, who obviously did have a defense. Um, This is going to be a similar matchup, right? I would think uh, you're going to have the Chiefs pretty much looking arguably very similar as a team, right? They've got the similar guys on offense. They've got the similar guys on defense. Um, and again, this was a defense that was not good last year. It was a defense you didn't need to win last year because you've got the greatest offense we've ever seen. Um, at least in my lifetime, I would say, uh, that's what I'm talking about. Their offense is their best defense. You saw it when they were down, what, uh, an eternity against Houston, uh, two years ago. And then they came back and covered as they were a 10 point favorite. You saw it last night when they were down to Buffalo and it was like, they were, they were nothing. Then all of a sudden they were up big, uh, and that game was over. So, not only that, uh, they don't have a defense like Green Bay, but I would argue that Kansas City's offense – is twice as good as the Bucks offense. And I'm serious about that. Because, yes, the Bucs, the Brady and the Bucks have a great offense. You're going to say, that, oh, weapons galore. What's Antonio Brown's status going to be? I believe you're going to see two weeks now. So, again, maybe he'll get healthy. Um, it's going to be interesting. But I, I think that you don't – Brady throwing the deep ball is not like Mahomes throwing the deep ball, okay? Mahomes is a better quarterback. I know Brady's the GOAT. Mahomes might be the next GOAT because I've got – Uh, The Chiefs winning this game, and I think they cover, honestly. Um, That's just my initial look so far. But, again, I I think Kansas City's got the best offense in this game twofold – um, but it's going to be the defense for the Buccaneers that uh, I'm going to have to keep an eye out. I told you that was going to be key against the Green Bay. It was, and I think it's going to be key if the Bucks can pull this off and Brady gets an incredible seventh ring. The Super Bowl coming up in two weeks. We've got kind of a weak lull here, but you got college hoops, NBA, and hockey uh, to fill the void there. We'll dive into both of those. NBA, all three actually, coming up here. Okay, a couple weeks ago, I believe I told you that I took the 76ers to win the East plus 525. Sixers are in first. Okay, it's early. I, and, again, I'm not tuning to- my horn. Now, of course, you got the Nets and the Celtics. But I was looking in to see if – and the Bucks, right? I was looking to see if maybe I could hedge out. Okay, 76ers, they got a nice little lead. They're on a win streak. They look good, right? Doc Rivers, Daryl Morey. I mean, this looks like a good team um but they still have the nets i was looking at the updated odds and that's still favored i i just don't think the kyrie experience is going to work out but i've been wrong before um the jazz are really good yeah they, i think they're going to be this year's nuggets team remember the nuggets beat the jazz last year after a crazy comeback um then they beat the clippers right uh, i think the jazz are this year's uh, nuggets where they're going to be towards the top they're going to be fighting with the clippers and lakers for the top 2 spots um and then i think they could get to the western conference finals they might spoil our battle for la for a second straight year that's just an early prediction i'm thinking uh keeping an eye on how about the timberwolves they're an absolute embarrassment of course they were going to fuck up the number one pick anthony edwards is not the guy i'm sorry uh it's lamella ball i don't know if wiseman's the guy either so i could argue that the warriors fucked up too we'll see how his career art goes but Lamont Ball Ball's the best, the better player. He just does he does it all. Anthony Edwards is coming off the bench. I know Ball is too. But look what the difference in teams is doing. Look at what Charlotte's doing this year, and then look what the T Wolves, who were obviously a terrible team last year, they're one of the worst teams this year too. Um, it's just a disgrace. They hired a gave an extension to a coach, uh, what, Flip Saunders' kid too, who's not a good coach. Uh, they believed in Carl Anthony Towns, Andrew Wiggins, before they finally got rid of him. But then they brought in another guy who nobody believes in, uh, in D'Andre Russell. I mean, these are losers. They, they just are all a loser franchise. They can't turn around loser ownership, loser GM. They can't figure it out. Uh, they're a disgrace. Okay, college hoops, and then we'll wrap up with some NHL. Short and sweet for college hoops. I think Baylor's the best team in basketball. I mean, wow, shocking. Get the clickbait headlines out there. Dylan says the you know, the best team in basketball is the best team in basketball but it's going to be i saw them down in half against a good oklahoma state team and then come all the way back and blow them out and cover a double digit spread in the second half uh, i think this team's just going to be exceptional uh gonzaga and baylor i think are the top two and again it's march madness anything could happen but i think baylor's got the players they've got the coaching uh, to make a run this year. Again, they're going to be a top seed. They're going to probably knock off the incredible regular season Big 12 streak for Kansas, right? Kansas lost three straight for the first time in uh, decades. Uh, I love Baylor this year. I know they're probably not they're going to be such a popular bet, but I think they're legit could be one of those top seeds that do actually get it done this year. And then for the NHL, uh, everyone's talking about the Colorado Avalanche, the Lightning, the Maple Leafs. Don't forget about Vegas. This is a team that I think is ready to break through. They had a run last year. Of course, their first season as a franchise. They went to the Stanley Cup and then lost to Ovechkin. I think, uh, excuse me, I think they break through this year. Um, Vegas, I just took them plus 700 to win the Stanley Cup. I think this is Vegas's year. Uh, also, watch out for the Montreal Canadiens. Isn't this cool? They're doing an all Canada division as you had to kind of align uh, geographically due to the coronavirus pandemic, and it's an all-Canada division. It's like hockey night in Canada again. Um, Watch out for Montreal there. Toronto's the big favorite, but uh, the Canadians have been playing excellent hockey. All right, an extensive Corbett's Corner. Hope you enjoy your Monday. We're here for you. Corbett's dropping today as well. We're going to have a couple of new guest betters this week. Hopefully only one, but a couple of guest betters lined up looking to go. Seven straight days positive. We're going to give away the jackpot once that has occurred uh, and that jackpot is just climbing. So I'm excited to give it away again. You must be following Corbett's in order to qualify for the jackpot. And literally what I do is, uh, put all the followers names into a hat, draw it out and Venmo the winner that money. It's getting big. Make sure you follow Corbett's, uh, make sure you follow Corbett's corner as well. Hope you enjoy this episode. Subscribe wherever you enjoy your podcasts.